Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0-Info show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis, with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. Once again, we're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And once again, I'm joined today by Sergeant Rob Scherer. Back again, boss. How are we? Good, 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 good to have you. Hey, listen, today we're going to talk about uh, organized retail crimes, uh, otherwise known or referred to as organized retail theft. It's a fancy way of saying kind of like a complicated group shoplifting. Is that kind of where I'm at? Um, yeah, it can be technically the charge can be for a solo artist, if you will. Uh, but yeah, it's it basically encompassed back in our day when we started, there wasn't an element of uh, planning and participating in and organizing kind of a theft ring. Um, these these charges and these laws were put into effect to to punish these type of of uh, circumstances a little bit a little bit more effectively. So I worked retail before I was uh, a police officer, and what I noticed was what they would tell us is uh, every so often you'll get a, uh, a group of individuals or a certain individual that will come in and kind of uh, go to the racks and let's just say it's the rack the jeans, grab an entire stack of jeans one color all sizes. Um, and either try to conceal them or just walk out with them. And I'm right. like, what are you going to do wearing all those jeans? That's right. not what they were doing, is it? No, no. Predominantly, um, and in speaking to some of the supervisors over this unit that investigates these, primarily, just like in most crimes, unfortunately, um, these individuals are doing these crimes to, in effect, you know, further their drug habit, if you will. They're going to go out and trade if they can sell, um, but predominantly trade for their drug of choice. Um, and that's that's kind of the goal. That's why they'll take a whole stack of jeans, regardless of size, regardless of color, anything like that, and they're going to get what they can, you know, on the street level. That's just one motivator. There's plenty of other motivators that are out there. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all elements of desperation, um, you know, in, in every facet of life that'll bring someone to make that, that kind of decision. But So, uh, Sarge, I want to play a game with you if you're if you're down for this, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back to your training days. No okay, dear. when we were learning in the police academy about laws, uh, Arizona Revised Statutes, the titles, and so forth. We're going to talk specifically about Arizona Revised Statute 13-1805. First of all, do you know what what that crime that is? Theft. It's it's in the 1800s, right? It's yeah. okay. It's shoplifting. Shoplifting. Okay. And what they told us was that there's five criteria that we would consider a shoplifting. So you took some shoplifting reports, right? Every once in a while, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. then you know that we had to we had to take a look at the at the law as it was written and see if any of these five criteria fit the situation. So you get your call to the store, you go in there, you meet with either loss prevention, you meet with a clerk or a manager or somebody tells you either hey, hey, we got this individual or we we were reviewing the camera footage or you know, this person got away, but they're describing to you what happened. So right. what you do is you take a look at the circumstances of what took place and you try to fit it into one of these five categories. So right. there's five criteria that it could be or a combination of shoplifting. Can you name any or all of the five criteria in order for an act to oh be dear. considered a shoplifting. Right. The first one's a gimme. Easy. Concealment. Yeah, that's number five, a concealment. Yeah. Okay. Past all points of sale. Past all points of sale is something that we usually put in there when we say, like, you've passed all points of sale without making an attempt to purchase the item is usually the wording that we put in right. there if that's the case. Right. But so that's not one of my five. I don't get a credit for that answer. No, it's a criterion that we okay. would use to like support what took place if we're trying to substantiate the uh, or uh, you know determine whether or not a shoplifting took place. Okay. Um, consumption. 
It, that would be um, Come on, that's like, like if you're going to open a bottle and, 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 you, and you throw, oh, throw the peel away. Well, it's theft by nature of it, you know, right. de- de- depriving uh, goods or, uh, of the person that, um, you know, with no intent to pay. Um, Lead let me, me down see. the path here, boss. Okay, so sometimes they'll bring a piece of equipment with them. A boost. A, a booster boost bag. bag. Yes. Okay. So that's one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, it's... Uh, Transfer the goods from one container to another. So mm. even if it's not a booster bag, if it's uh, something you know, designed, an, an article designed for the purpose of, of taking something. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So um, leaving without paying, I'm going to give you that one as the first one. All right. You know, taking it Appreciate from the display it. and leaving without paying is yes. one of them. Um, have you ever heard of uh, the ticket switch or the price change? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a very... You would know that from your retail days, but yeah, taking one item and switching. Yeah, so changing the price uh, from uh, uh, goods to either charging, uh, you know, um, uh, charging the purchase price of the goods to a fictitious person or any other person without uh, that person's authority, paying less than the purchase price of the goods by some trick or artifice, like altering or removing, substituting the label, price tag marketing. Makes sense, Yeah. yeah. Transferring the goods from one container to another, concealment, and then, of course, taking it and leaving without paying. So those right. are the five criteria okay. that we're looking at. So, All right. But those are, uh, by nature, depending on the uh, uh, dollar amount, is misdemeanor. Correct. So there's a felony shoplifting charge. Is that right? Yes. So the, And that's predominantly where this organized retail squad, this organized retail theft squad kind of zeroes in on this. It's those individuals that have two or more convictions of, if not necessarily just shoplifting, it can't be shoplifting, but any kind of property-based crime, burglary, theft it can be shoplifting anything like that um you have two or more convictions and you go and commit another shoplifting now you're being charged with a class four felony regardless of of amount or 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 worth of the property you're taking and have you seen some of the uh, trends that are moving i guess east from la or or west you know from other places and i'm not picking on la but just it just happened to be one of the cities mentioned by uh rachel mitchell the county attorney in Mm -hmm. uh some of her press releases and and whatnot. And last year, of course, in July, she formed the Organized Retail Theft Task Force for the County Attorney's Office. Right. But um, we've noticed that there are groups of people who are teaching each other or learning from each other about how to basically steal from retail in an organized fashion. Are you aware of this trend? Uh, you're referring to like the larger groups that just go in and kind of take over for a few minutes. And they, maybe they're called like a flash mob or a smash yeah. and grab or, you yeah. know. Yeah, they're, they're large scale groups in numbers. Um, they're organized in essence. They'll fan across the store and they grab what they can, all of what they can. A lot of them, it's kind of ridiculous how much they take at one given time. And it's a, uh, it's a quick, swift kind of uh, movement and it's clearly planned clearly orchestrated and they get all they can and uh leave together and and again their their point of that is is again to trade it or sell it um for for monetary gain after that yeah so but we in in partnership with the county attorney mitchell we're coming out hard against these crimes and and we want to make sure that we echo the sentiment that phoenix and arizona by extension is not the place to do this right type of crime that you're seeing our charges are, are class four felony organized retail theft charge in and of itself. You're going to be charged for a felony right out of the chute if you bring in anything um, or you have some sort of orchestrated uh, plan going into it. Um, you're stepping right into the felony world right then. So speaking of which, um, Phoenix Police just completed uh, an operation organized uh, you know, on our end of it for, for good. 
but we did uh, complete an operation targeting organized retail crimes. Do, do you know anything about that? Yeah, so it was last week, uh, culminated with 64 arrests, uh, most of which were warrant-based pickups, um, which a lot of times in these, these kind of roundups, if you will, it's warrant-based pickups. The way they kind of identified um, people in their world was they, they went to past shopliftings, felony shopliftings, conducted some analysis, some research, found those that had outstanding warrants, whether it be felony or misdemeanor, and then identified them as targets. Um, additionally, they, they worked their active probable cause cases, three of which were cleared, um, or three arrests were made on that end. Over 20 cases were cleared through those uh, probable cause arrests. Um, just outstanding work considering that that squad, you know, like everywhere in the department right now, it's, it's one sergeant and three detectives, and what they churn out on a weekly basis is, is outstanding. And some of these suspects, they there were other crimes, sometimes even serious crimes like gun violation, weapons violations. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There was a, a total of five guns seized throughout this operation, um, and yeah, I mean, it's the, the shoplifting isn't isn't just for shoplifting. You know, a lot of times it's going to bleed into that those other elements of criminal behavior, whether it be drugs, guns, all of which. Um, you know, factor into some of these decisions they make. And Sarge, you came from robbery. I did. So give me real quick the, the difference between what we're talking about. Some people say, hey, you know, I came home, my house got robbed, or, you know, hey, the store got robbed, or, you know, well, what exactly are we talking about? What what constitutes a robbery versus the shoplifting? Basically, it's just the, the element of force that's used or threat of force. Um, predominantly in a property crime, you're going to have um, no force used. Once you steal something with the benefit or the element of threatened or actual force, you're, you're gleaning over into that robbery side. So I go, I walk into Walmart and I grab a, a thing of laundry detergent and I'm walking out the door and LP steps into my path. I throw a shoulder into LP. What are we looking at? Now you're looking at a robbery charge. Because I used force. Yep, because oh. you used force. Yeah. What if I put my finger in my pocket and simulate a weapon? Same thing. That's the implied force. You're now leaning into that robbery side. Um, there are some gray areas that go back and forth between these. And a lot of times these same suspects are going in with the intent to commit shoplifting. Um, and for whatever reason, force is used. Um, but um, like in those situations where loss prevention will attempt to stop them. Um, so they kind of will bleed back and forth between it. Robbery works with property crimes regularly. They did during this, um, these cases, these PC cases, and during the roundup. You might, know that, you might not know the answer to this. Right. I think I know the answer to this. Okay. But the, the people that stop me on the way out and want to see my receipt, do I have to show them? Um. <laughs> I would, um, just because it's going to prove that you purchased. Um, I, whether you're f actually forced to, I think obviously later on they can they can choose to not serve you or not allow you back in their their establishment. Um, I don't know if it's actually you're, you're forced to legally. I'm not sure. You may know that. It's probably not a big enough deal to really ruin your afternoon over, right? Right. No. If you purchased it correctly, then show your receipt. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you're trying to steal something, you have an issue with with the receipt at that point. So. Yeah. So uh, you, you have kids. I have kids. What kind of advice are we telling them when they're out with their friends and uh, they, maybe one of their friends says, hey, they, you get a thrill if you uh, take this, uh, you know, pocket this pair of earrings. What, you know, what kind of life lessons do we tell our kids? Yeah, shouldn't even start down that path. Um, you're hanging around the wrong people at that point, and you need to make better choices. Um, don't be part of that, that element. Arizona is not the place to do it. You're going to get into that felony world, which is not where anybody wants to be, you know, moving forward in life. All right, let's jump real quick back to the operation. So 64 arrests and uh, five guns seized, is that right? Right. Yeah, that's incredible. Do we have any um, stories or uh, any examples of some of the cases that we were looking into when we were going after these uh, fellows with warrants or people with warrants? 
Yeah, um, a couple of the stories that came out. There was one individual that that um, that went to multiple areas within within the city of Phoenix, um, different precincts, and that's the thing. We we geographically break our uh, our city up into precincts. These individuals don't know those boundaries, and they don't know city boundaries. So a lot of times, uh, these squads are going to work outside the city and throughout, um, or outside the city, Glendale, Peoria, whatever you know areas that that these crimes are going to go to. Um, and then they'll work within uh, the city grounds also. One individual had a hankering for jewelry. Um, this individual went in with a plan. You could tell. And a lot of times these organized retail theft cases are, are made because an individual is successful doing a crime. They're going to do it again. It's human nature. You're going to do it again the same way. Um, so MO, uh, physical description, things like that. It's a lot of investigative work to tie these crimes together that clearly it's the, the same suspect um, that, that is doing these. This specific individual committed six different crimes. Um, uh, they were able to get onto him through some really good investigative work. They cleared um, cleared the six cases, were able to charge him with six counts of felony shoplifting, all class four felonies, and then one count of, uh, of theft due to um, the amount of worth of, of one of these jewelry pieces. That's a two felony. Again, yep. you don't want to be we're, in that world. We're talking thousands of dollars. Thousands, Just yeah. this one example. Well over $37,000 in, in property taken. That's incredible. Well, kudos to the Phoenix Police Department, the Property Crimes Bureau, and all the precincts that were involved. Lots of personnel involved in this uh, organized retail crimes operation. So uh, th- that's an outstanding win for the community and in keeping with our promise to make things safer and falls right in line with the chief's uh, crime fighting plan for for phoenix and uh that'll do it for today i want to thank sergeant rob shear for joining me Thanks, you bet and i want to thank uh, my producer pablo for helping us out once again and uh as always remember you can help fight crime in your community and potentially earn a cash reward and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to silent witness you visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS uh, visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. Until next time, remember, we're all in this together. Be safe out there. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480 948 6377.